Hey, this is Nate from the Community Garden Podcast. Just wanted to chime in real quick and say that this is part two of a three-part installment where we are analyzing Peter Jackson's Lord of the Rings film trilogy. Um, This is part two and goes over the second movie. If you don't care, that's great. And you can go ahead and just listen to this episode. And if you're familiar with Lord of the Rings, you can probably go ahead and dive in. But if you want the full experience, you can go ahead and listen to the first episode, which is one of our demo episodes where we discuss the Fellowship of the Ring. Um, I think to get the full experience and to really uh, understand our analysis, you should probably listen to all of them because we referenced the past episode a couple of times. So without much else to say, uh, thanks for listening to Community Garden, and I hope you enjoyed the episode. My name's Nate. What's your name? <laughs> Just bombs today, not dirty. Not, I'm always dirty. Not digital bombs. It's chili bombs. It's snowed it's today. Chili, I'm cold. Yeah. It's it's snowed. Um, what's going on, guys? This is the community park, uh, community garden podcast, and uh, today we got a movie episode. It's a nice, chilly, uh, snowy day, and we're talking about the Lord of the Rings: The Two Towers, the second installment in the. Peter Jackson film trilogy. We do have a fellowship episode. It's a demo episode, so you could listen to it. Um, it's going to cost you. But, I don't know. You don't necessarily need to. <laughs> but You need 500 Z. Yes. If you don't listen to the first episode, you have to pay us 500 Z to listen to this one. So, <laughs> Okay, so uh, the icebreaker I had for today was... What's the best reunion you've had after not seeing someone for a long time, like when Gandalf reappears in front of the fellowship? Like that moment of just like, mm-hmm. pure reunion. Um, she. Most recent ones. I've had a lot, Loki. I've had two. I was going to say the most recent ones, like now. Honestly, yeah. After COVID. I yeah. thought about that. But like, I, I could, I mean, that's just off the top of my head. I can't think of like my whole life off top but definitely definitely after COVID seeing you guys and other hell people I, did, I just I was locked down mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying so I didn't see nobody for like three four months I distinctly remember the day we met up at your house and uh, Alex and River came over it was like the first time I saw like any of you guys in like months from since like March yeah mm-hmm. which honestly is probably the longest I'd gone <laughs> Without seeing you guys for the past two years, yeah, yeah, which is like very weird. Yep. Yeah, it was like a shift. It like stopped everything, like traffic stopped, and it was like, what do I do? But even that stretch of time feels weird looking back on because that was before like all of the protests and stuff. So even that feels like, two you know, Act ago. One of the quarantine. <laughs> yeah. And now we're in Act Four. <laughs> and that's where I saw a lot of other people after that, though. Mm-hmm. Yeah. At the protest. I, we still managed to like add some people to our friend group, I think. Oh, we did for sure. Yeah. Like in a, in a natural, a very natural way. Yeah, like the schedules just met up and like they were just with. around. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. That's right. Yeah. But I think yeah. That was a pretty sweet reunion. Yeah. Fucking well, I seen my homie Mike the other day, and it was good because it was just like I mean I used to live with him. Oh so, really? Yeah. And when so, you were in. Maryville? No, not when, not when I was in Maryville. Yeah, uh, I stayed up north for a little bit. Oh, right on. Yeah. And then I seen my homie KD, and I haven't seen that nigga in, like, mm-hmm. 
year. But the best reunions for me just be like regular. It'd be like a regular day, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's just like we we right back in sync. Yeah, honestly, that's been, I think, the feeling I've been like craving. Not just like feeling like, oh, yeah, I'm finally seeing somebody, <laughs> but just like, yeah, we're kind of hanging out. We're on a schedule and things feeling like slightly structured. Yeah, just like. We're going steady. Exactly. And podcast is a good way to do that for sure. But. I don't know. Honestly, the story that came to mind for me was like a time when I was in college and I was on um, <laughs> some uh, psychoactive substances. Yeah. And I remember uh, the people at the house, they left to go drop someone off or like walk someone home. And I was like, yeah, I'll stay. I'm cool. And then I was like completely alone in the house and <laughs> instantly like, you know, you've I, time was dilated and things were going by slowly and I seriously felt like I was alone in that house for like a long time a whole night exactly yeah, yeah like a whole evening and then they showed back up after dropping the dude off and it had been like 12 minutes or something <laughs> but I still remember them showing back up I was like thank god you're back yes. <laughs> oh man I thought you were never gonna be back it was like oh it's like less than 15 minutes yeah. I know where that dude lives and it was like definitely like three blocks away it feels good <laughs> Then like, <laughs> but that's I thought of a like a memorable reunion. And I was like, uh, that one's top five. <laughs> <laughs> that's fair. Okay, so yeah, um, for the movie episode, we just kind of go through a synopsis of the movie and kind of stop and we'll discuss some stuff along the way. So I have a okay, I've got a synopsis of the movie that I mostly plagiarized from Wikipedia, but again, like I said in the fellowship episode. I will be pronouncing these proper nouns wrong. That's just sort of a thing. And if you're a diehard Lord of the Rings stan, please do not message me. I'm <laughs> um, okay, here we go. Um, oh, wait, exactly. I'm like, look, I'm trying out here. There's a lot of shit. And half of it, they don't even actually say in the movie, I swear. It's just like in the credits or in the script. Yeah. Okay. Awakening from a dream of Gandalf fighting the Balrog in Moria, Frodo, Baggins, and Samwise Gamgee find themselves lost in the Emin Mule near Mordor and discover they are being tracked by Gollum, a former bearer of the One Ring. Capturing Gollum, Frodo takes pity and allows him to guide them, reminding Sam that they will need Gollum's help to infiltrate Mordor. Okay, so that's kind of like the first like major sequence. Um, but what I wrote down was... Despite Sam having been the moral example to Frodo prior to this point, suddenly Frodo is the one taking the high ground and choosing to cooperate with Gollum. How do you interpret this dynamic? So yeah, this is kind of like a shift in the movie because up until this point, Sam has sort of been like the guiding light, like moral compass for Frodo. And and also just like, you know, kind of being brave for him and like being an example for him. But this movie starts off and that instantly shifts. I would say... Like, he still is, but now you have, like, the other part of Frodo's conscience, which is, like, Gollum. Yes, it's kind of like like an angel and devil. Yeah, Yeah. so it's like now you have the two pieces of his conscience on his way to the journey with the one ring. Definitely. Like, the most powerful thing. It's like, it's like, 
super ego id. Yeah. As, yeah, Gollum's like, just take it, just do it, just yeah. do it, feels good. And just yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and succumb. And then Sam is like, yep. his super ego, like, you shouldn't do that, you should follow the rules, you should yeah. do what you're supposed to, you should vanquish evil, you should do what's right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, he's like, one of them is like, ultra, like, cool with uh, being super safe, because that's, that's just like, a lot of Sam's whole shit is he's just like, being overly cautious yeah. to the point where he's like a little mean to Gollum but it's like this nigga could kill us I don't give a fuck That's yeah. he's, he's like he's like look we are we have a mission to accomplish and that's what the fuck we gonna do mm-hmm. and if this nigga try to prevent it I'm a cap him yeah. period like what's happening he's like what's wrong with that look bro and he already the, had the ring yeah but then the issue for Frodo come in is where it's like yeah it's like Frodo's like looking at Gollum and looking at himself at the same time. He's like, damn, we going through the same thing. You're just like a little further on the path than me. Like if that's what I could be, like by the end of this journey, what am I going to be? Like, and then like when, so when Sam is like telling him, he's like, yeah, there's nothing left in him, but like hate and deceit and stuff. He he gets angry at Sam because he's like, "What the?" He's he he hears that and he's hearing like, "That's what's gonna become what I'm gonna." Do. Or the yeah, he's saying that about me. Yeah, you're saying yeah. that. Yeah, like he's like, "What do you know?" And he said, and he says, "What do you know about it?" He doesn't say like, "What do you know about him?" About or what do you know about Gollum or what? Do what do you know about like the temptation of? He's like, man. "What do you know about what it, what this weight I'm carrying is?" Mm-hmm. You don't know what was going on. So he's just like, even though Frodo still. Slightly a bitch ass nigga, but <laughs> I think I can't empathize with him on you know his. his Frodo, yeah. Frodo is a bitch ass. <laughs> bro, I don't. he really kind of, of sucks. He just kind of sucks. Like, but, he, but but I, you were saying it before. It's like he sucks in the way that like humans kind of suck, mm-hmm. and like we're just kind of he just because he's not because he like sucks in a real regular way. But it's like the all this shit is so like spectacular, and like you have people like Aragorn who's like so oh yeah righteous and so everything and like not he's like righteous and not corny i mean he's kind of corny but he's like not he's not he's like captain america dude. corny right you know what i'm saying he's a, like he's like he's no. taboo yeah and like all this but he's like he's not, your charming knight mm-hmm, but he's also like he tries he's pretty regular too yeah. but he's like the best of all the regular, the regular. Yeah, He's the best. He's like the best of what, like, we're all, it's like we all regular. He's like, he's like the best of, because he, they're the race of men. He's like, I'm the best. He's the best of men. That's what they called him at a point. They were like, you're like the best of us. That's true. And that's what he was. He was just like a, a good dude on some regular shit. He was like, like in his 70s. Probably his Oh, yeah, I just, forgot about that. Yeah, that. He's like, like 72 or Yeah, he has like yeah. a blessed family bloodline. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's like, oh, that's pretty dope. I might be, I'm probably saying that wrong. Don't come for me, Lord of the Rings. Right, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, He's guys. probably like six, I just eight. found out about the director cu- director's cuts. By the way, this is not over the director's cuts. Yeah, this is not. over the normal shit that came out in movie theaters. Yes. So don't come at us about that either. Although... Yeah. You know, we should probably watch that. We'll watch them sometime. Yeah. I want to. I'm a Lord of the Rings fan. Whenever we can carve to. out four hours of yeah, our day. Yeah, it's just yes. niggas need four hours for And look, movie. I have ADHD. It's very difficult. So we got to break it up into bites. Yes. Yeah. It has to be a lot of coffee. And a lot of weed. If y'all want to, <laughs> if anyone wants to send us coffee, we'll drink your coffee. FX. On air. Yeah. Also, and we'll, we'll promo that for yeah. surely. <laughs> also, if you would like to send us weed, 
Yes. <laughs> that as well. Community garden. If you want to collab on a strain, holla at us. Alright. Tangent done. <laughs> but okay. I think in a way, this is just a little side note. I think Gollum saves Frodo in a way. He kinda saves the whole Spoiler, yeah, spoilers. Spoiler, spoiler. Yeah, no spoilers. But I, that's all I'll say. We'll talk about it when the when the time. No, but I, I think you're right. But uh, the last thing I'll say is like I feel like yeah Frodo does have that sort of annoying quality to him and I feel like part of that comes from like when you're watching a movie like The Lord of the Rings there's sort of this expectation that you're going to be able to like project yourself onto like a heroic a spiral figure but then Frodo serves as this self-insert that's just like, nope, that's probably what I would be doing. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> if I randomly had the ring to rule all men, I would probably be really struggling in that moment, and I would probably constantly be tripping and stuff like that. It's just like, nope. It's kind of just like unfriendly reminder, like, no, you're not Aragorn. <laughs> you're not Legolas. <laughs> you're probably Frodo. Yeah. At oh, best, no, yeah. at best yeah. you're Sam. Yeah, yeah at you best, yeah. At, no, and, that's, and that's almost like partly Sam's position. It's mm-hmm. like, at best... This is what, like, you could be. And it's funny how it's, like, and you know what else it is? It shows, like, the reality of, like, you really don't choose. Like, it, does, it doesn't, like, greatness really just falls upon who the fuck ever. Like, that, like this great responsibility. We're not going to hand it to Aragorn. We're mm-hmm. not gonna hand it to the only one who could have gotten it done was the most regular nigga. Yeah. Like everybody else knew that they couldn't carry the weight, no matter how great that they seemed in every other way. Like except in the ones that like. I look at Boromir. That's what I was gonna say. One, the ones that tried, then like understood after the mm-hmm. attempt and was like, "Oh shit!" The only ones who didn't were obviously the, like the actual bad guys, but like. All the good niggas who was like, yeah, we're going to use this somehow. Nah. Yeah, they like nah, ended man. up doing it, like trying to be like, oh, wait, no, nah, that, that just like. That's something different. That, yeah, he was like, it was he like just, taking a shot or something. It. They were like, yo, that was not me. That was the, that was the Everclear, <laughs> Yeah, bro. the next that day you're like, who can't be doing that. Was that like, what? was in my hell. <laughs> you're right, exactly. I can't <laughs> be doing that. Because like, <laughs> like, 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 Boromir was like, what the fuck did I just turn into, yeah. bro? He's like, as soon as. As soon as Frodo even runs away, the, Bilbo, the first one. You know, like, even... Oh, Bilbo, Bilbo yeah, snaps for a moment. Yeah, like, just, completely yeah. snaps. And that first that movie, was scary. Yeah, as a kid, that scared the shit out of me. Mm-hmm. But, like, that I still scared me when we rewatched it. <laughs> I was like, man, fair, I was not mentally fair. prepared for that one. <laughs> scary than Miss. That's song. fair. Yes. But, yeah, he, like... It, it's interesting, though. Okay, uh, what's going on in the synopsis? Aragorn, Legolas, and Gimli pursue a band of Urukai to save their companions Merry and Pippin, entering the kingdom of Rohan. The Urukai are ambushed by a group of Rohirrim, Ro- Rohirrim, allowing the hobbits to escape into Fangorn Forest. Meeting Aragorn's group, the Rohirrim leader, Eomer, explains that he and his men have been exiled by Rohan's king, Theoden, who is under the control of Saruman and his servant, Grima Wormtongue. Eomer believes Merry and Pippin were killed during the raid but leaves the group two horses. Searching for the hobbits in, Fer- in Fangorn, Aragorn's group encounters Gandalf, who reveals that after his fight with the Balrog, he was resurrected as Gandalf the White to help save Middle-earth. So that's like, first huge moment. Jesus is back. He is in white, he's <laughs> glorious. So I just conquered death. <laughs> yes. What's up? <laughs> what y'all got to say now? <laughs> but like, he just kind of shows up and is like, 
yeah, I know you guys couldn't do it without me, so I'm back. Like, <laughs> um, okay, so God sent me here <laughs> to figure this shit out. Right. Well, it's, I, in the Fellowship episode, we talked about sort of the analogs to Jesus in the film and how you could actually kind of argue there's multiple characters and we talked about it being like the Holy Trinity, but yeah. this is a major Jesus moment Amen. when Gandalf shows up. Um, so uh, what I wrote was, Gandalf's return marks a shift in tone as a sign of relief for the fellowship as well as the viewer. How does his resurrection change the way he is perceived by both the audience as well as the characters? So yeah. He's a beacon of hope now. Right. Like, he's kind of, like, it's a huge symbolic return for the fellowship. Because he's, he's the symbol for a miracle. Because, like, Helm's Deep is a miracle, essentially. Oh, the, like, like, how they win the battle? Yeah, yes. they win. Really, they just lucked out. Completely. They didn't even know the ints were coming. Yeah. <laughs> or any of that. Man. But it is kind of crazy, like... Because that then retroactively, once he comes back as Gandalf the White, then you sort of reevaluate his character up to that point, and it it clicks and makes sense. Like trying to put yourself in that position where, you know, it's like the first time you've seen that reveal, yeah. and um, I just think it it's interesting how it shifts the tone instantly because the group has just split up. They're off on their it's own. Chaos. It, the first movie ends with them as like broken and scattered as possible. Gandalf is gone. Boromir is dead. Sam and Frodo are heading off on their own. Merry and Pippin are gone. Like everything is completely falling apart. But then this is the first step where like now it's reforming and combining. And I feel like it's the first step of almost all of the characters kind of going through their own reformation and transformation. And Gandalf is like the first one. You, you definitely see how much EXP or yeah XP everyone gets. Mm-hmm. And, definitely. And Gandalf has Gandalf like evolved. Yeah, he, he has, has like, like the to Charizard. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like a motherfucker. Nah, he went to those like new the new evolutions that he had them super evolutions. Yeah, he's like Mega Charizard. He's a Mega yeah. Charizard. Yeah. Dynamax Charizard. Yeah, this nigga said, "Look." Well, it's just everyone yeah. has their redemption phase. Like even the elves too. Like, uh, I don't know mm-hmm. their names. Like, the head, Erwin's er- dad, and yes. then the, the, the lady who was tempted by the ring, mm-hmm. the elf lady. Yeah, like, they have... Oh, like, who, like, names. tells Frodo yeah. to go, yeah. And what they tell the armies to go, to, like... Mm-hmm. Well, well, yeah, that's a huge part of this movie is sort of the, like, formation of an alliance between the humans and the elves. Maybe, maybe that is, like, the kind of the theme is, like redemption or like a rebirth or recharge or something i think it it is because i've been i've been trying to put the movie in context in the trilogy because it is definitely sort of like the odd one out in the sense that the first one tells honestly just a good kind of shut and close story period yeah and it sets itself up cleanly for another film but especially the standard cut not the director's cut the second one is just sort of this, like, stepping stone in between the first movie and the third movie. Yeah. Which, like, obviously, that's that's common in a lot of trilogies, but I have been trying to think of what it's like um, more thematically. And, yeah, I agree. It's sort of like that 
rebirth it's like in the first one they try to do it and ultimately fail mm-hmm. they, their plan to travel as a fellowship turns out to not be the right plan and then um two is where there's kind of the most attention because it's like it comes down to helms deep and it's like that if they hadn't survived that battle then nothing that happens in the third would be possible yeah and it's like kind of when they're at their most disjointed and weakest because in the third battle it's like so triumphant Aragorn returns with like the army of the undead and all yeah. of that. And Helm's Deep instead is like they've got their back up against the wall. It's kind of like peak tension. For they the force a stalemate. Yeah. Exactly. And that's a win in itself. Yeah. Just not failing. Just survivor. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um... Oh, yeah, the other only other thing I wrote down was, like, I think it's interesting how when Gandalf the White arrives, he now is, like, a source of power that really parallels Sauron. Yeah. Because he is that sort of, like, demigod status, now that he is, like, returned. So it's not just, like, for the Fellowship or for the morale, but it's just, like... Holy shit, they have Sauron, but we have Gandalf the fucking White. I need yeah. to know more about, like, the Cimmerillion type shit in their history, yes. because... Apparently, they both are already, like, god-type statuses almost. Not, like, capital G, but, like, lowercase Like a demigod or something. They still die, like, you know what I mean? Even though they come back. But... Yeah, but... They have, like, resurrections. These niggas, yeah. They're... They've been around, though, like, since damn near the beginning of the creation of the entire place. Like, mm. so they have been there. Like, I'd be interested to know. Yeah, I want to know. I want to know more about, like, that actual lore because I don't know all that. I never read the summer. So, Lord of the Rings stands, you can DM me that. Yeah, I would, you, yeah, you can educate us. Yeah, please. I would love that. Educate me. Well, and maybe some YouTube lore videos. Yeah. I don't know. Oh, that's they, good. We should watch some of those in gym. Yeah, right? there's probably some mm. good shit out there. We should watch some of that before we watch the third one. Yes, let's do it. I would like to be, like, peak knowledge for our dissection of the third one. Let's do it. Okay. Uh, I'll go on with the synopsis. Um, after meeting, Gandalf leads the trio to Rohan's capital, Edoras, where Gandalf frees Theoden from Saruman's control. Aragorn stops Theoden from executing Wormtongue, who flees. Learning of Saruman's plan to destroy Rohan with his Urukai army, Theoden e- evacuates the citizens to the fortress of Helm's Deep. Gandalf departs to find Yomer and his followers, hoping they will fight uh, for their restored king. Aragorn befriends Theoden's niece, Eowyn, who becomes infatuated with him. When the refugees traveling to Helm's Deep are attacked by Saruman's war-riding orcs, Aragorn falls from a cliff and is presumed dead. He is revealed to have survived and rides to Helm's Deep, witnessing Saruman's army marching on the fortress. So that's like starting to set up the like big battle. Yeah, he was like, oh shit, they, yo, they come... In Rivendell, Arwen is told by her father, Elrond, that Aragorn will not return. She re- he reminds her that she will remain in Middle-earth. If she remains in Middle-earth, she will outlive Aragorn by thousands of years, and she reluctantly departs for Valinor. Elrond is contacted by Galdriel of Lor- Lothlorien, who convinces him that the elves should honor their alliance to men, and they dispatch an army of elves to Helm's Deep. So that's, yeah, that's like a huge moment, because that's when the elves finally join in to help the humans win. And it's mostly because of Arwen. She, like, gives up, not immortality, but gives up, like, thousands of years of life to, like, help and go join. Uh So that's, like, very real. Um... 
In Fangorn, Barry and Pippin meet Treebeard in Ent. Convincing Treebeard that they are allies, they are brought to an Ent Council, where the Ents decide not to take part in the coming war. Pippin asks Treebeard to take care of them, or to take them into the direction of Isengard, where they witness the deforestation caused by Saruman's war effort. Enraged, Treebeard and the Ents overwhelm Isengard, trapping Saruman in his tower. So, that's a um, pretty interesting moment. So I came up with some questions for that. And it was, why do you think the Ents initially refused to assist in the battle against Saruman? And what does their retaliation say about the balance between man and nature? So I thought uh, this was like a good thematic moment. because Well, they, I think the instinct that man is just as bad as like Sauron. Like, because... We destroy nature, mm-hmm. and I imagine they would too, like a certain degree to build their castles and shit like that. So he was like, F- "Fuck y'all." <laughs> yeah, to them Fuck it's man. kind of all the same. <laughs> yeah, well, it's almost like nature don't meddle around in the affairs of man. Man only does that to nature. Yeah, like, they're just like that's y'all world. But then after, I'm not gonna, I, what do you want me to do? I'm, Ents aren't gonna come rule over humans. Like we ain't got no say in what y'all do. Y'all yeah. live like humans. We live like ants. But then as soon as they're really encroached on, right, comes back like, with a vengeance. Like real nature. And yeah, completely <laughs> demolishes their nature don't do much of to unless yeah, it stops like the production. Because yeah, that's like my when I was thinking about it, I just thought about like climate change and the way things are now with like overproduction. It's just like Sort of the same thing. It's Message. like, I, I, I don't know where I like originally heard the quote, but just sort of the idea that like people always talk about the risk of climate change like ending life. And it's like, no, it'll just end humans. Life and nature are yeah, exactly. going to continue it won't on. End the world. It'll end there's the world just, you know it. yeah, there's just no more you. Yeah, That's really all it is. That's always, what I always, I've always thought about that. I'm like, the, world, the earth is going to be fine. It'll be fine. Yeah. It's just going to enter a different age. It's been an ice age before. It can yeah. be really hot and turn into a Mars if it wants. That's on it. You just ain't going to be here. That's, it, it's, you're the only thing completely. you're fucking over. Yeah. Just you. Like, <laughs> Mars is fine. There's a lot of theories that Mars was is like Earth but older. Yeah. And is just like what Earth will probably look like in a couple. At least I've heard that before. And same with like Venus. Venus is like. They're at like because Venus is like hotter than Mercury, even though it's further from the sun. It's like because it has greenhouse gases and all that shit trapped in the atmosphere. And it's like it's kind of like what we're slowly <laughs> changing well, our planet to be like. I just want to die on Earth. Okay, that's fair. Yeah, and I don't want it to be Mars Earth or Venus Earth. <laughs> so I'm Earth, I'm, Earth I'm cool clean with air. I'm cool with whatever you I'm do. Cool with another planet. Yeah, but I, I, I would like. I would love to go to another planet. Oh, if you go to another planet, you're probably dying there. Yeah. Well, yeah, it's cool. Because, <laughs> like, I know the trip to Mars... <laughs> yeah, the trip to Mars is a, like... a one-way ticket. Yeah, for sure. But I, Too I, expensive I, to bring you back. I just want to get, like, be alive during... Never mind, we're going to get to a different tangent. I'm going to start talking about how much I want to go to space. We can do a... What's hey. We could do a space episode. <laughs> That'd be good. Sure. I in a space. world far, far I don't know shit about space like that but I, I just know random facts because I be watching like Nova episodes on random and shit mm-hmm. but I just love space because I want to go to places like continue before I start going again <laughs> um, but yeah just the ints and just like nature I don't know if you guys have anything else to say uh, the ints are also just really I think they're rad like as fuck they're creatures. funny as fuck like yes. Gandalf and the ints 
like the excuse me wizards in like nature are like one which is awesome. That's a unique feature of the Lord of the Rings universe. It's sort of like he's almost more like a druid because yeah. his power is like tied to nature. It's about like mm-hmm. controlling the elements and things like that. Mm-hmm. Everything was kind of clicking in the the two towers. Mm-hmm. Like there's a lot of miracles that happen it's as soon as this guy uh, Gandalf pops up. Mm-hmm. Pretty much. It's pretty funny um, in the in the director's cut, like when the when the dude, when Treebeard's walking with Merry and Pippin at one point, like, the scene's longer, and it, he's, like, he sings a song to these niggas, actually, in part of it, but then a That's really cool. slow ant song, and then he says, he starts talking about ant women, the ant wives, and like, yeah, there ain't no ant, there ain't no ant children because, you know, we lost the ant wives, and we don't know where they went. <laughs> and Merry or something, or Pippin, one of them's like, what do they look like? He's like, I can't remember. <laughs> I was like, bro, yeah. y'all niggas are hilarious. Cherry blossom trees, probably. Yeah. Fruit trees. Some oh, fruit yeah. bearing trees. Yeah, probably. Symbolic. Shout out all the fruit bearing trees. Shout out. We love you guys. Shout out apples. Yeah. Even the non-fruit bearing trees. All the plums. Yeah, not to discriminate. I like all trees. All, yeah. all trees matter. <laughs> Okay, um, Aragorn arrives at Helm's Deep and reveals that Saruman's army is close and Theoden must prepare for battle despite the overwhelming Urukai numbers. The army of elves from Lothorian arrives, as does Saruman's army, and a night battle ensues. The Urukai breach the outer wall with explosives and kill the elves' commander, Haldir. The defenders retreat into the keep where Aragorn convinces Theoden to meet the Urukai in one last charge. At dawn, the defenders are overwhelmed Gandalf and Eomer uh, arrive with the Rohirrim, winning the battle. The surviving Urukai flee into the Fangorn forest and are killed by the Ents. Shout out the Ents. Gandalf warns that Sauron will retaliate. Alright, so yeah, the scene is just like really amazing. It's sort of like the movie. Alright, shout a, out all the elves lost. Right, they really took the elves. They took the, yeah, they, I think the general dies. The elves? Let's see what I did there. No. Oh, <laughs> <we need> <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That was pretty awful, but yeah. yeah drum kick. But yeah, that's pretty awesome. Just the way it all comes together, like even with the ends showing up at the end. It's just a good movie, man. It's, it's a very good movie. Like, but when the whole movie scene. is building to that scene, so yeah. when you're watching it, you're like, especially if you've seen the movie before, you're just like, oh fuck yeah <laughs> it's like those two <laughs> towers is just like Helm's Deep and Isengard at like the same time like mm-hmm. like when they're like Isengard when they're like when the Ents start tossing the rocks like oh yeah, yeah. Yes. Like this tower it's oh, like this shit. this shit nuts and then but then it's like it's real crazy cause then there's like a like some uh they like break the dam or whatever and then the uh like one of the orcs like lights an Ents Shit on fire, and yeah. then the ant runs towards the the water. the water and just dunks his head. And I was like, "This shit is wow. That's just intense." It's so like, well done. The then, visuals are crazy. Like the number of costumes, live actors. I think it's like one of the biggest fight scenes that it's ever been like filmed. Epic. Yeah, I mean, it is like yeah, it is. It's, it's like epic. Lawrence of Arabia style, like full epic. Rare. That is so. Uh, Legolas and Aragorn are so tight, though, man. 
and even Gimli. Legolas. <laughs> even yeah, Gimli's dope too. Legolas combat wise is OP. He's pretty. He's probably the hardest character. I don't think he takes any L's. Throughout right away, the he took down the elephant. Throughout the whole series, yeah, bro, yeah. he's so hard. And Return of the King, he just. Oh damn! Is that Return of the King? See, I'm fucking up. Yeah, I, 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 I think he he might take an elephant. Does he? No, nah, they don't even fight right. the elephants. They no, no, see them in the What do they, they fight? Something it's huge it's, it's in the, the, it's the it's the um things that it's that, the, the trolls. But but no, but what takes them what takes the elephants down in this one is the army, the ghost army. That's what it was. That's right. They were coming to run over them. But the uh, but still, yeah, like like this crazy king, uh, uh, like, like the, the bomber. Yeah, that's what I was thinking mm-hmm. of that scene, the bomber. Boy, that's one of the moments in Helms Deep where you like, oh shit, they hey, might get hey, that. Hey, can't lie, that, that might... work, hey, that work deserved to make it. He took like as many as many arrows as Boromir and kept oh. running. <laughs> Yep. Yeah, on the orc running. side, they tell the legend differently, and that guy is dope. Yeah, he's like <laughs> right, right, exactly. <laughs> he's a great warrior. Yeah, that nigga's a fucking goat. <laughs> yeah, yeah. In the orc Lord of the Rings book, he is like that's like he gets a whole chapter. Yeah, <laughs> does he really? <laughs> no, I'm just fucking. Wouldn't should. that be cool? I don't is think that exists. Orcs? But like the story from the orcs' perspectives and like Saruman's perspective, that would be a, a cool. Perspective. I would read it. I wonder how articulate the orcs were. They, there's one that talks like this. They do have their own <laughs> language. They have their all oh, they do. Yeah, I want to know about orc politics. Yeah. Well, I, <laughs> Again, I this is probably, probably like in the summer or something. Yeah, I really want to know about orc shit though because how much of a society do orcs have? Because it was like, like in the Hobbit, there are no orcs. which is goblins, which is different. Right. And there's a goblin king and a goblin general, and like orcs are like a. It's, it's like cor- they're corrupted elves, corrupted, corrupted with dark magic or yeah, something. Yeah, corrupted with dark magic, and then like. Yes. And then there's I don't know. There's. I'm not gonna lie. Oh, there's a lot of things. I need more of the Silmarillion. As a kid, I always thought the orcs were just like made of the ants, or like made what? of wood or something. Really? Mm. Oh, oh, they yeah, do show them being like, like made, the, don't they? The, yeah, they show the the like one who kills like, Boromir, yeah. like. Where he's being made. Yeah, but he comes out of like a sack. Yeah. A slimy sack. I, That's I why was I like, I, I was like 10. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just like, curious why. I don't know. It just looked like. Yeah, like stuff's made out of wood. So they might be made out of wood. Hey, man. All I, I remember my first thought when he came, when I saw him come out of it, like they cut him out of the sack, I was like, you look like a poop. <laughs> he's a poop. <laughs> he's a poop, man. Because he, he was just out. It was, he, it, the, I mean, not even a sack, I guess. What is that called? That's the. The placenta, placenta. No, the placenta. No, no, no. The that's not the umbilical cord. Yeah. Is it embryonic sac? No, embryonic sac. That's yeah. what it's called. Yeah, yeah it's an embryonic sac. We just fucking yeah, it is a sac. That shit mm-hmm. is what he looked. What cut came out of a big ass uh, brown. Completely, point. yeah. I was like, that is just some sort of weird giant fetus man. He's a giant poop baby. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's a giant poop baby. Like you just got pooped out. And I was like, couldn't see even what you got pooped out of. Out of just like these were there. Pretty gross. Um. Okay. Uh, Gollum leads Frodo and Sam through the dead marshes to the Black Gate, but recommends they enter Mordor by another route. Oh, hold on, pause. By the way, let's just talk. S- what is wrong with Frodo and Sam? Worst what plan that, that was ever. a terrible plan. Hey, man. Hey, guys. Well, all, I all think it's really just Frodo 
Sam's not even real. <laughs> <laughs> Sam's in his head and Frodo is just tweaking the whole time. That's how I watch it. You could watch it just it's only Frodo. Yeah. It's just Frodo with the ring. Dude, and those are just like two parts God, of the pages. Like all you Let's go through the fans. front door. This lip, the front and not only that, they they waste all this time. It's worse than a front try, door. It's a giant to, gate that closes behind them. And, and there's a so there's an army of niggas there. walking in and they spend time. Hiding from these niggas walking in. Alright. Just gonna sneak in last second. Typically you wanna walk away from right, the like, marching like, troops. Right after they walk in, like before the door even closes, we're gonna go in as if they're not gonna be right in front of us. <laughs> we're not gonna have They're probably just like time. waiting. By the gate. No, right, this like, is a horrible plan. No, I'm like, what type of plan? I'm sorry. I had to just I had because when I had to watch that shit again, I was like, why would you even choose to do this? Well, and then they're immediately captured. Yeah. Yeah, for episode... It was already too late. Yeah. Yeah. Frodo and Sam were captured by rangers of the Ithilien, led by Faramir, brother of Boromir, who died at the end of the first movie. Frodo helps Faramir catch Gollum to save him from being killed by the rangers. Learning of the One Ring, Faramir takes his his captives to Gondor to bring the ring to his father, Denethor. Passing through the besieged Gondorian city of Osgiliath... <laughs> he sucks. Um, he ain't never happy. You can just tell he like has to overcompensate for some shit. Yeah. Completely. The actor they got to play him just always looks like sad. Yeah, he looks like Ozzy Osbourne. He was cool yes. in the show Fringe, though. Is the same actor in Fringe? Yeah, he's like an old senile dad. And I can see know. that. But he's like a genius. But That's he's, dope. He's, cool. he's in the new superhero movie. As the dad of which what, superhero what, movie? Not superhero movie. The I don't know the name of the show, but it's based off a comic. No, I don't. know. And there are superheroes. You watched it before. What is it? Oh. <laughs> Help me. <laughs> I'm trying to think of it. It's on Amazon Prime. Is it the, the boys? The boys. The boys. Yes. He's the okay. dad. Okay. Of so the British dude. I didn't know that. I, I didn't realize that was a dude. I have, I've seen one. Like, oh, actually, I've watched I've seen that one specific I part. Seen I've seen one, enough yeah. to know that that guy's is in, in this one. <laughs> so, Denethor is in. Good to know, yes. I digress. Um, Frodo tries to explain to Faramir the true nature of the ring, and Sam explains that Boromir was driven mad by its power. A Nazgul nearly captures Frodo, who falls under the ring's power, and momentarily attacks Sam, who reminds him that they are fighting for the good, to, for the good that is still left in Middle-earth. Impressed by For- Frodo's resolve, Faramir releases them. Get out of here. Gollum decides to betray Frodo and reclaim the ring by leading the group to her upon arriving to Sirith Ungol. So, that's how the movie ends. With Gollum deciding he's going to fuck them over and take the ring. Which is... Not surprised. <laughs> Pretty scary. Hashtag Sam was right. Yeah. yeah. Aragorn and all of them were like, uh, just finished the battle and were like, Okay, guys, we have like three seconds to catch our breath, and then yeah, we have to go fight. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was the first fight. Yeah, they were like, "All right, that was that was the, that wasn't even the the one that matters the right. most." Well, I'll tell you about it. Matters the, the, the most. It mattered the most. It mattered the most because in it was, that moment, yeah. Mm-hmm. It, it all that matters that. is now. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you had to get through that. That was the most important one to get to mm-hmm. at that point. So yeah. Um. Okay, so I got a couple of questions to like wrap it up, all about the ending. But the first one was, why does Frodo identify with Gollum, and how does it shape the story? So yeah, like, um, there's a pretty pivotal scene where Gollum is being tortured by Faramir's men, and Frodo like makes them stop 
it saves Golem. I think we kind of touched on it already that, yeah, he sees himself in Golem, but how do you feel like the two of them kind of like playing off of each other and influencing each other drives the narrative? Because, like, it, man, it, that's, it's like what we've been talking about. Them just being part of his conscious, I really think that's like a thing. That's my favorite way to watch the movie. Yeah. <laughs> like from like that perspective. Mm-hmm. See, I'm I'm thinking of it in the but same way. I think you need both. Like in the in the end of the series, he ends up needing both of them, or else he doesn't make it. Yeah. If Sam's not there, he Goblin gets the ring even faster. If Goblin's not there, I don't, I don't know. They fucking walk. Frodo into probably would have Mordor taken it because, <laughs> like, without Gollum's presence, Frodo doesn't know like how bad it will be if he really gives into the ring. Yeah. Gollum's there to be a reminder that like, fuck, I could become bad at any moment if I don't like keep my resolve and yeah. keep like fighting this. But I don't know. Like, I kind of view his interactions with Gollum to almost reflect like shadow work like the Jungian like yeah. psychoanalytic approach of like I dealing with your dark side to try to like balance out yourself because I think um, for yeah like in Carl Jung's theory that was like essential to like actualizing and having like a stealthy like stable healthy relationship like mentally with yourself is like taking the time to deal with like your dark side and like understand like why you have certain like thoughts or feelings and i i kind of see that in the way that frodo really identifies with Gollum. i think also it's to just stress empathy because of the fact yeah because i think the thing is, is like like in the first movie um gandalf like makes it a point to tell him like why Bilbo spared his life and he was like he was like it's a pity he didn't kill him he's like pity's the only reason he didn't he's like mm-hmm. he could see like that's such a good he was line. like a tortured soul like yeah. tortured like through what the, the ring had made him and all this other stuff but then it's like you could tell that that line weighs on uh, Frodo even though he don't say it like throughout the rest of the, his interactions with Gollum because it's partly like that like He's he's starting to notice the similarities between him and Gollum, like simply about the desires of the ring at first. But then like he's got to be able to like he's like battling himself like because I don't see it necessarily as like Gollum's in his head or like or like I don't watch it that way. I watch it almost just like he's using like Gollum's. How do I say it? Like, he's fighting himself vicariously through Gollum. Like, or his, so like, perception, or human. partly his perception of Gollum. Well, but, yeah, well, because you see how he's trying to bring him back by saying, telling him his name. He's like, you weren't so, he's like, you were, you were, like, not so different from a hobbit once, right? He's like, and he's like, your name was Smeagol. Why would he even tell him his name? Smeagol. But- he's, like, trying to humanize Gollum more so he can, under like, mm-hmm. partly, like, for himself to be, like, there's there's a way back from this. No matter what, like where I'm about to go, like if I can bring him back, that means I'm gonna be able to come back. I can bring myself back. You know what I'm saying? From mm-hmm. what I'm going through, because he already know he's changing. He's been feeling it. He knows. So I think like I watch it like that. He's like he just leans. I just watch. I guess I watch it as all of them are individuals, and it's just like I think partly because I also see watch it as if um like from Tolkien's perspective, like 
as if it's like it's in Tolkien's head. You know what I'm saying? Because I still mm-hmm. mix it with the war in my head after watching. Yeah, Tolkien and I was stuff. thinking that like the ints are like neutral at first and then join. You know, you can kind of see where there'd be like different parallels with well, and it's different like, nations. Well, I mean, it is well, war. Well, when I, when yeah. I just thought of it too, just like is a whole like the whole Middle Earth. Like it's a whole thing. It's like a also a metaphor for like Earth, Earth, and just like it's like inverse nature. Like like he like he's like Saruman's talking about like the. The fires of industry will burn and become the, the the forest and become the future and blah blah blah. And he's like, that's probably some shit he was hearing during like uh uh, what was it nineteen what which war was it World War One he was in yeah yeah he's probably hearing some shit like that like the industrial area was like around then wasn't it mm-hmm. yeah so he's like that was the first like industrialized yeah. war yeah it's like indus industries happening this shit is is going on everybody's after. In the world, like the like, I don't know. I just I parallel it to the real world a lot because it's like the One Ring was like really like everybody's fighting over something. Like at at that point, like trying to become the most industrialized country, everybody and just like become kind of, like the glo- global superpower. Yeah, become the because I think it was the first time that war was really viewed as like a global pursuit, and it was finally like. I think especially at the time. It's like, oh, niggas trying to take over the world now. Yeah. Like, yeah. Like, exactly. legitimately. Yeah. <laughs> like, or, at least, here. or at least carve it up officially. Right. Like, and I think, you know, at the time it was just referred to as the Great War. And I think people really believed that, yeah, it was going to be like, the only time that happened and be like the one time people just fought over the planet and carved, uh, carve it up and put the stakes in the ground. No, no, no. We've been fighting over it ever since. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> like, just set the tone for the next hundred years. Yeah, like shit. But when I like look at it like that, I'm like, this nigga is like a war vet, like being like, I got to be know that I can come back from this. Because mm-hmm. it's like, it changed you. And it's like, because like I relate we'll have to talk about it more in the third movie but like I relate a lot to when he's like leaving Middle Earth and he says to Sam you know like Sam he's like we saved the Shire he's like we said, but not for me like I can't even go back to normal life no more bro mm-hmm. like how like bro we just went through all this shit how am I supposed to just go to the grocery store now yeah. <laughs> like what do you mean like bro like I know that's it like I, th- I think about that when I watch shit like this scared of fish forever not even just scared, but just like imagine like it, it for me. I think it would formulate in one of two ways: it's either that or like an addiction of like yeah. I think of there, like how can I, bro? Like your life and your goal in life was so big and clear and grand. And, oh yeah, and especially like, from Frodo's perspective. It's like what you're doing all the time is like that's the most interesting thing you'll do. Yeah, well, and and not and it wouldn't even be like just an addiction in like a like a great way. It'd just be like. I, I see how, like, there are those characters that are, like, the only way they truck on is, like, by continuing to do what they've been doing because, like, yeah. if they go back to, like, it's almost like being just too calm when you're a super anxious person, like, or, like, being in an environment that's nothing's going on and you're, like, super anxious and you have, like, not as much to worry about. Like, you know, you just distract yourself. It's, like, not as many distractions. Mm-hmm. It's, like, oh, yeah, well, I'm supposed to go live, like, a peaceful life now and, like, go tend to a garden or some shit. It's like, no, I'm just going to be, like, thinking about, like, my dead friends in the war or some shit. I could just continue, and there's still some bullshit going out on the world. I can just continue fighting. Mm-hmm. And niggas will just do that in a lot of stories. They'll just, like, be like, I'm just going to continue fighting until the day I die. 
I think you you just get so acclimated to this sort of like insanely exhilarating high octane like environment of feeling like you're ready to go at any moment whether that's like hypervigilance or you know you can interpret that multiple ways but just like your body being always ready then it's like you your body then just like wants to keep doing that stay stay in it like once that switch is flipped like it doesn't want to go back which I think yeah that's like super common with like soldiers with PTSD and things like that Mm -hmm. it's just like you know this isn't the real world that's the real world now like this is fake yeah. Yeah. You get it. Which you I get do. Addicted to the flip. Well, so. well, no, well, and I like it's like I think hear veterans talk about shit like that. It's like they're like there's like a war actually. It's like boxing says like there's a war actually happening. Like niggas is just going to bed, bath, and beyond. Right. Like on I, Tuesday, like he's like nigga just got his head blew off. Like what is like those two realities are occurring at the same time. It's like, there's no way. That's a good point. Yeah. You know I, I think a lot of resentful of like, money of being like, in like, the they see TV. behind the curtain. Yeah. Like, so when they come back, they see that we have this like hyper normalized culture where there's this kind of like forever war happening off somewhere else and everyone's totally numb to it. But like, that's their lived reality. Mm-hmm. So then it like, when they come back, they can just see straight through the facade. And I think that's like, a that has to be an incredibly jarring experience. Well, which is why I can... Especially well, so weird. in tandem with being traumatized. Yeah, and it's so weird, because I mean, we can get into this in a different episode, but I can see how, like, then, you know, resentful veterans come back, be like, damn, my country don't give a fuck about me. Mm-hmm. This shit, like, like... Which we And, and want to be like... Especially ones who, like had that like false sense of like oh, I'm really gonna go fight for my country's freedom cause I think that's few and far between but the, I could see that burning yes. those people especially hard because it's yeah, just, like, so disillusioned yes. everything they believed in now complete flipped on its head or they have to completely embrace it yep. they're kind of gonna be at a junction yeah. where it's either gonna be like the most confirmation like reaffirming thing they've ever experienced in their life cause they have to accept that it was all like for a good reason Otherwise, they're not going to be able to process the shit that happened. Or, yeah, it completely flips their worldview upside down. And it's just like, yeah, what what is any of this? Yeah, and, you know, because I can hear, like, I can hear just, like, how how you hear some old man just be like, I thought so you could even do this, that, and the third, you know? And it's like, they feel screwed over because they just feel like they experienced, like, a, like, or not even just feel like they experienced, like... They were exploited. Yeah, and they were in a war. Yeah. They, like, it's like, bro, war is crazy. Most of the people like, that go fight... I mean, we talked about this in the police brutality episode, but it was like, yeah, most of the people who fight are, like, 18, and they sign up because they need to go to college yeah, for free. exactly. And, like... And then they get about as exploited as you can be. It's like... Yeah, bro, it's like... And then they come back home, and it's like, good luck. No, yeah, it's literally, like, it's so weird, man. We, like, niggas get, like, the most slim of chances, and it's like, because there's not that many opportunities, so the live cast has got to take it. Like, it's like, yeah, so your your chances are, you first have to pass, like, surviving. Well, I mean, we're going to put you through rigorous training on stuff, and you got to, like, get in, but then it's like, then you got to survive wherever we send you. And then, hopefully, you got to come back with your brain still intact. And then, you may 
I mean, it will give you, like, because, uh, yeah, then, then we may give you something, like some crumbs. Like, mm-hmm. either you st- become a military, like, career military person, and we pay you forever, or fucking, we pay for your college, and if you were lucky enough to not have fucking excessive brain damage. Exactly, it's like, pay you, for your college, but not for your medical bills, or yeah, not for your therapy that you're going to need. Then you can be successful, maybe. Like, yeah. And if you're anything but a white male, it's an extra maybe. <laughs> Pretty much. Yeah. Okay, I got one last question, and it is: Sam says that resisting the ring is an effort to fight for the good that is still left in Middle Earth. Do you think Sam truly believes that the destruction of the ring will meaningfully change Middle Earth, or is this more of him being driven by hope? So, like, when he's saying that. Pretty much, like, to what degree do you think he really believes that, like, the destruction of the ring is going to, like, stop Sauron, like, once and for all in... Wait, Sam says it? Yeah. Well, he says that, like, he tells Frodo to resist the ring to keep fighting for the good still left in Middle-earth. So, I, to me, I that line kind of stuck with me because it's, like, it reminds me of something that Sam is probably saying to himself to reaffirm himself, like, that's why they're doing what they're doing. And I guess my question is just, like, do you think, like, in that moment, he really believes that they're going to succeed in Destroy the Ring? Or is that just sort of, like, a mantra? I think he believes it. Yeah, I think he believes it. Because I think he's just, like, hella optimistic. Nothing ever dampens your spirit, Sam. That's he's, true. He's, like, he's so faith-bound that he just, like... Alright, I can't even swim, but I'm about to go get on that boat. That's what like, he's like, he just like, alright. Even when even That's like, true. no matter what. Yeah. Even when this you get to the third be. one, bro, you see like when he said, and Come Frodo on. have that little he like carries, tip. He carries Frodo. He could well not but I mean yes, there's that. But then like even before, like when, when when they have that like beef and he's like climbing back down, crying and shit, mm-hmm. and he sees he sees the bread, he's like he crushes it in his hand, just gets motivated. He's just like, "Oh, this bitch ass nigga, yeah. you th- all right?" And then he's just like, "All right." He just goes right back, back to what what he was doing before. He's like, "Oh well, I guess I just got the journey's not over. I fucked up. Mm-hmm. I, I shouldn't have left him. He was he was talking. He was out of his head. Obviously, like he just has so much faith that he's like, even though after he just had that fight with Frodo, he's like, "Oh, well." Regardless if this nigga don't like me or is make or is thinks whatever, like he's in danger. I gotta go save him because he got the ring. Like shit, fuck. And uh, he loves Frodo too. I get somebody's got to. Yeah. <laughs> Someone definitely does. <laughs> I definitely think you guys are right. I hadn't thought about some of this stuff earlier, but yeah, he is the kind of person to like. Uh, he literally believes that. Like, he really, really... He's like, yeah. this is it. Well, and There's I also no believe, other outcome. No problem. Well, I also believe that he, like, believes in Gandalf a lot. So when Gandalf told yes. him, he's like, hey, this is what he's like, the niggas said it. Like, yeah, they, yeah, he's like, point, the goat said it. Like, it's he's word. like Morpheus. OG said it. You're right. Like, uh-huh. well, Morpheus was like, yeah, Neo's the one. No matter what. Yeah. With Man Act with that line, he said, a nigga said... Not everyone believes what you believe. He said, my beliefs do not require them to. <laughs> I was like, you're cold. <laughs> my beliefs so don't smooth. require you to believe what I believe. That would be a good one to watch uh, in the future. I think that's on the list. Yeah, bro. Yeah. We could watch the metrics. Like, those yeah. ones are, like, pretty fast. The first one's, like, They're still long. hour 30. Is it? The first yeah, one's, the first one's, one's like, hour 40. It's short. 
Is it really? Yeah, yeah first one free that's tour. And then the... Don't quote me. <laughs> <laughs> but I know the second one is like two hours and 30 minutes. The second one is definitely longer. It's not bad. Yeah. But it's hella fight scenes in the second one. The second one is tight. It's fire. There's so many fight scenes. We should definitely watch those. Hell no, the first one is two and a half hours. Is it really? (laughs) They're all two and a half hours. They're just just like Lord of the Rings. It's like two movies. Like the the first one. There's a lot at the beginning. Well, they they do a lot of that. They tell the whole story. Yeah, they do a lot of world building. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well. Before we start going off about the Matrix, <laughs> but the Matrix well... worse than we're coming to twenty twenty one. Oh, is there really? Yeah. Oh damn. But, all right, go for it. We might as well wrap this one up before we get sucked into anything else. Yeah. But um, thank Thanks, you for listening man. to this episode of the Community Garden Podcast. I think I mentioned it, but we have a list of movies, and if you have any good movie suggestions, feel free to DM the podcast uh, Instagram. It's at Community G R D N Podcast. Yeah. Is that it? Uh, at community is it Casey Garden Casey oh yeah it's at community GRDN Casey yeah okay. yeah and bang yeah, give yeah. a brief description yeah don't you know explain or, it yeah, yeah like, don't just explain give why it's like cool and like why it would be good to, to analyze and like talk about it. yeah 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 but thanks for hanging in yeah. with us and all of our tangents yes thank you or I'm sure at this point yeah, if they're listening they probably are you're here for the tangents yeah, yeah we do yeah we do doing the changing thing a lot but uh love y'all yes love from the garden Skr-